It is not always easy to track him down. But, J.J., this week was getting away from me. I realized if I didn't get you now, (laughs) I would not get to talk to you the rest of the week because we have so much Baylor basketball and everything. Happy holidays to you. Early happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, Where will the the Joe family, uh, because, of course, you'll be working Friday in Austin, What's a uh, what's kind of the Joe family uh, uh, tradition on Thanksgiving? Where do you guys like to go, and and uh, and and do you end up hosting this usually? Hey, you know, we the last few years, man. Thanks for having me on. Like, you know, you yeah. haven't had me on like in like two months. So, I mean, I I forgot what you sounded like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, hey, 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 man. We I'm just messing with you. We. You know, we normally, you know, when my wonderful grandmother uh, passed away, we would usually gather over her house. She passed away several years ago. And that's where everybody kind of would be the, the, the point where everybody would go, the train stop. But now we we do it from home. So, you know, we have three boys and all the boys will be home. My, my middle boy is playing a game tonight uh, of at Harden. I think it's Harden Simmons. Um, but then he'll be home. And then we'll, and then also my, my oldest son, uh, his girlfriend is here, uh, so we'll we'll have something at home and enjoy a little turkey and dressing and everything else. What is your favorite side over the years? I'm sure, like you're like me, you had these family members that made these amazing recipes. Some of these things get handed down. Uh, you know, I, I in my mind, there's only one way some mashed potatoes are supposed to taste. Um, wh- you know, whether or not it's like the greatest dressing in the world, you kind of in your mind know how the dressing should taste every uh, Thanksgiving after it's done for years and years. My uh, my mother-in-law makes a great corn casserole. You know exactly wow. kind of how that's supposed to be. My mom makes the... Uh, Oh, a sheet cake. Oh, she can make an unbelievable chocolate sheet cake that is uh, hard to forget. What is the, if you're kind of naming your favorite uh, Thanksgiving sides, what, where would you start there? Well, hey, I'm going to start with, number one, the dressing, right? And I don't know if you're putting those together now, Mose, if you're saying turkey and dressing. Yeah. For me, like I could just have turkey and just dressing, right? I could okay. just, like the dressing has to be right. Matter of fact, I remember the first couple of Thanksgivings where my wife was kind of coordinating the situation. Um, I kind of got in trouble. So I don't advise any young marriage to say this. She asked me, like, well, how's the dressing? How's everything? And I said, well, the dressing is good, but it's not as good as, like, my mother's and grandmother's, right? <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> now, I'd only been married like a short period of time, oh. and she didn't bust me too bad. But, hey, I'll give this to my lovely wife, the Miss Keisha Joe. She then got the recipe from my that my mother, who got it from my grandmother, used, and that's what she does. So now her dressing tastes—it's it, just like they used to make it. So I love that woman. I'm so thankful, but uh, yeah. I won't make that. I don't advise any young man to do that yeah. or say that to his wife. But that dressing has to be on point. Yeah, that's right? something you'll have Let me to say pass. This too, Matt, I'm not sure yeah. about you. Let me say this too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, brothers don't do pumpkin pie. We do sweet potato pie. Now that's interesting. Okay, um, so because I, I think we. That, so yeah, no, so because of my pie or sweet potato pie. No, sweet potato pie from my East Texas cousins and and all okay. of those folks. Yeah, it's definitely sweet potato pie. But that's a it's an interesting point uh, that you make <laughs> because it is pumpkin pie, um, and and you. 
I'm, I'm sitting here seeing how to say this. The people around my table maybe don't exactly look like the people around your table. So, yeah, maybe it is pumpkin pie. Uh, now, this one will be in Dallas and Lake Highlands, and it, that corn casserole really does get my attention. But it now, this, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a great one. And then some squash. My mom will do some squash. Uh, excellent, excellent. But uh, and my wife does a boy. If I, if, you know, I got to hit everybody here. Uh, kind okay. of a uh, kind of a spinach cheese. There's a spinach. I, I know that's not making people that excited, but there's a spinach type <laughs> thing that is just tremendous. Though you can almost use it as a dip. You know, and maybe put a little something in there. And then with my rolls, I like to do. This is a weird one. I like to do some green goddess. Um, uh, uh, you know, dressing and dip my roll, my buttered roll into the green goddess. Okay, everybody does weird things, and I do a lot of them. But anyway, JJ, I mean, we've got to talk about we got to talk to about football for a second. Um, man, what a tough deal the other day. What a tough way to lose that one. Um, looking back, when you were thinking back about it, if you were going to try to have something back. You know, and I'm not asking you to, oh, they did this wrong or that wrong. I would just say that last offensive possession, those first couple of plays, you're always good at breaking these things down on radio and analyzing these things. You know, they ran the ball so well most of the day, but those two runs were kind of felt like they were kind of right into the teeth. TCU was expecting it. It it felt, uh, even that second down run, Boy, they penetrated. I want to say that might have been a two-yard loss to get it back to third and ten. If you were going to go back and kind of say, I wish I had this possession back or this call, what did you find yourself doing in that area? You know, I, th- I thought the last couple drives, you know, you you know, that's, re- that's what we really – we really just didn't go win the game. I felt like at some point we were yeah. up 20 to 28, if you remember, got the ball back. Like eight minutes to go, eight forty or something, and then um, we had a chance. I thought then to really salt the game away because I thought maybe if we got a couple first downs, then it was going to really put TCU behind eight ball. But we got it to third and four, and then you know we really just didn't do anything. Blake Blake made the decision to slide and said, "I think going forward." And I talked about that. Um, but you know that that one. Then we punted it to them. They scored. And they missed the two point conversion. Yeah. And yeah. once we survived the two point conversion, that last drive is where I thought, hey, they have three timeouts. They have a veteran quarterback. You, you're probably going to have to go win the game instead of try to turn it over to your defense. And um, really, if you think about it, Matt, we had the play. Coach Grimes actually had the play called that was going to win the game. Mm. Blake just didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, which was surprising yeah. to me. Now, that's not a knock against Blake because, I mean, hey, I've missed many a throw. He made the decision to run on that one because I think he had a predetermined, hey, flat run. Basically, look to the flat. That's not open. I'm running. So they had the play to win it. They just didn't execute it. Did quarterbacks – I'm trying to think. I don't remember the J.J. Joe – slide now you certainly had plenty of athleticism and you didn't mind getting out and running when you needed to um is that something that has been coached more in recent years the slide i mean it certainly came in the nfl because you're you were trying to get these guys in the past decade or so to preserve their bodies in the in the late 80s early 90s 
Was there much sliding done from a quarterback standpoint in college football? No, no, because, I mean, these guys get protected. I remember when I was playing, that's in the Stone Age, of course, where we would roll out. You could not throw the ball away if there wasn't a receiver there. So, like, say, for us, I remember distinctly scrambling oh. out right multiple occasions, and we didn't have a receiver. And whereas today you can just throw the ball out of bounds as long as yeah. it gets back to the line of scrimmage, you're good. Well, you can't. You couldn't do that then? So now I, I'm really not crazy about the slide. I've said this on the radio so many times in the broadcast because the only thing protecting you is the fact the ref, the official, can give the defense a 15-yard penalty and throw somebody out of the game. That's yeah. really not protection. That's a penalty. Okay? So don't say he protected himself by sliding. No, he's not. Because if he slides and he gets – he doesn't even have to get hit in the head. If he just gets hit in the chest, his head is going back. And I'm going to tell you, having taken some hits like that, you're not stopping your head from hitting that turf. And you're out. So um, I like – what he did almost on the last shot. I like the head force dive. That's what I used to do. Just go down, and yeah. typically you're going to survive to the next play. Yeah. It, it, isn't it interesting how they mark those things, too? I mean, it's almost kind of like they mark it where, where they think the quarterback started thinking about sliding. You know, it's like they mark it. It's like, exactly. It, it, it always feels like it's like six yards behind where they end up. So – it, 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 there's just not a ton of upside. You're right. And was it the West Virginia game? And I remember hearing you say that on the radio. West Virginia, that was a trade they're willing to take. I mean, you hate to say, oh, this guy's in here being a headhunter. But when they came in there and got that 15-yard or targeting penalty, uh, they again, they knocked the quarterback out of the game. They knocked Baylor's you know, top quarterback out of the game. And that's something a lot of teams are, are willing to take. That trade-off, and you pointed that out on the at, at, on the radio at the time. That's very interesting because we couldn't get RG three to slide. You remember that he he <laughs> no, didn't he know how he couldn't. I think they even tried to get the baseball coaches to help him <laughs> learn how to slide. And you remember what he would do? He would kind of hang out over on the sideline, almost trying to lure the team into one of those fifteen yard penalties. The only problem was, everyone, he'd get destroyed. I mean, you remember yep, some of those yep. hits, and he was just it was just like wait, well. Will RG3 ever get back up? I mean, it was just some of those oh, yeah. hits were kind of tough over there. No, he, he was. And I, I, I remember interviewing Art Griff one time and said, hey, man, has Coach Browse ever talked to you about just getting down? And by getting down, I didn't mean slide. I just yeah, yeah, getting yeah. down. You know what I mean? Um, and he's like, no, no, not really. And, because, and I understand why. Because what a coach understands is that ultimately a quarterback is a football player first. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback second. And if you start coaching certain things out of a, na- a quarterback's, I guess you could say, toolkit, yeah. you can get him to the point where he becomes very passive. And I think we saw that with Blake. I think someone got to him and he started sliding. And man, yeah. he had a really big time baseball slide. He gave up like six yards every time he slid. <laughs> he was a baseball player. Uh, yeah, so you know, got to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He knows it too well. He 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 learned how to slide at an early age. Uh, J.J. Joe joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, what, when you were when you look at Blake and you see some of the mistakes he's making in the red zone, I mean, you know, some of those kind of throws are backbreaking type throws. And I watched that throw on replay, and it, you know, he almost kind of does an Aaron Rodgers thing, doesn't he? It's he he certainly has a lot of arm talent, but sometimes, yep. man, he'll just kind of 
he kind of has that little gunslinger. I'm going to I'm going to whip my wrist and and kind of barely even I'm not going to step into it. I'm just going to and some of that stuff has worked for him. But then some of it gets him in trouble. What do you do when you're coaching a guy like that cuz those throws you left points on the board at the end of the half and you certainly could have used those at the end of the game. Yeah, I I'll tell you I mean, if you watch Blake, I really didn't pay attention to it. I'm watching a lot of stuff. And I think it was after um Oh, I forget the game. The game that um, uh, uh, Ryan Leaf called for us. It was an ESPN Plus uh-huh. game. Yeah. Uh, I think he made a mention of his feet. And somebody mentioned it to me. And I really hadn't been paying attention to it. And I started watching. And I was like, oh, I see what he's saying, right? Uh, he's like, his feet are sloppy. And that's why his accuracy is waning. And sometimes what happens is you go through a season, you're game planning, you're doing a lot of stuff. Coach Sean Bell is making sure you have, con- Sean Bell is making sure you have concepts down. You sometimes lose your way with your technique, your feet, footwork, all those things, your eyes. And so I expect Blake to clean that up this offseason. Um, he'll spend time with his private, private quarterback coach, with Sean Bell as well, and he'll get that cleaned up. Because, I mean, for him, <clears throat> he sees the field well, I think. Uh, he's able to read coverage. He's able to, he's able to move his hips and feet. He's, able to, he's got a strong arm. Uh, I would rather have to work on his feet than any of those other things. So I think he'll be fine. It's just cleaning up his feet and his technique and everything else will follow. JJ, I appreciate it. I want you to have a a great holiday. I did run into uh, the son of your high school football coach, Scott Peach, one of my great friends, one of my fraternity brothers at Baylor. Saw him the other night. Uh, Our volleyball team was playing his volleyball team against those those Arlington Colts. And, of course, the Lake yeah. Highlands youngsters took them down, all right? We did what we, <laughs> we set out to do. But, uh, J.J., have a great uh, holiday and uh, in- enjoy and compliment, no matter how the dressing tastes. You know you know where you need to be complimenting. Uh, well, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Take care, Matt. All right, there he goes. J.J. Joe, the legendary Baylor quarterback, in the Baylor Football Hall of Fame, of course, and then does such a great job, he and John Morris and Ricky, on the Baylor broadcast.